just as long as we sound good. I was worried you were going to ask me to get carpeting. I wait. Did I talk about that? Yeah, you said the carpeting. Oh yeah, might echoey. Make it a little echoey. Well, less echoey. But you know, it's not carpeted. The chamber. Death chambers are cemented. That'd be sick, though. <laughs> what do you want for your last meal? A burger and uh, just some shag carpeting for the space. That'd be nice. Can you imagine go you go in there? What a I want to be able to curl my toes. You right. Know? Well, you're gonna oh. you're gonna have no choice in that. Oh, God. You're gonna curl your toes. You're gonna um, bash your head against the wall. I feel like this is a movie that we could talk about in four minutes or four days. You know what I mean? Like it's like, there's no good middle ground. It's like we could trash it for days or we could just be like, not much to see here. Have a good drive home. Charles. That's funny. I was going to say the same thing. I was like, this could be the shortest episode. When will it end ever? Cause the chamber is, uh, bad in ways that, I mean, yeah, I think we could find some shit to, to talk about. Yes, we will. But, ugh. Well, let's start with the opening line. And I know now um, that I have a Jewish co-host. <laughs> is it true? Uh, so it's when she is talking to the husband, right? About right. Um, Grisham loves drunk people. Yeah. It's one of his biggest tropes is just drunken lawyers. Yeah. And so it starts off there. He wakes up in bed and just like screaming, right? He's like yeah. in agony. Yeah. And, and then what does he say? He's like, ah, oh, it's true. What is, he's like, it's true. What they say is true. <laughs> and she's like, don't have champagne on your, br- yeah, I, I don't even. Yeah. 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 It's, what was it? I don't. Yeah. Some kind of hangover and Jewish thing. And then she says the line is, um, Jews, I wrote it down because I was just like, what the, this is how you're, this is, I didn't know what this movie was, you know? Yeah. So I was a little baffled by the opening line that's, it's saying it's just said Jews don't drink. Right, right. Which is no. Not true. Or shouldn't drink or can't drink. I don't know if it's Jews don't drink. I mean, Jews drink. I mean, like, even like Orthodox Jews actually drink more. Really? I've like anecdotally kind of heard, seen, you know, they party pretty hard. And Christians don't drink at all because whenever they do drink, it's just blood. Mm, they yes. immediately that zap. is true. They zap it, and it turns into blood. Hundred percent true. That shit rules. That's a, a nice loophole. It's great, but um, no, you get pink. It's a very. I mean, it's funny. It's like I mean, it in the uh, in the last film in Time to Kill, the like beginning thing. Mm. makes a little it fits better into the narrative but like this one for some reason you're just like it's just you're taken out of the movie from the beginning <laughs> with this like hungover jewish couple yeah and then and then it's just so i mean like obviously a time to kill is an awful beginning but like the fact that they get blown up is like just brutal yeah. the way it's shot too it's, with the big wide shot and the kids out the window it's almost creepier given how like shitty it looked too yeah it like yeah. they were just like screaming at each other from across it was dangerous <laughs> they were hanging out the window you know? it was like oh god it's such a weird show it looked like um like a what are those puppet shows where it's like 
I don't know, just like looked surreal the it way it was shot. Like, yeah, like if Rear Window was shot by a film student right. who had never picked up a camera. Yeah, honestly, that you could just describe this whole movie. Like, it's incredible. I think they spent like they spent millions of dollars on the rights to this movie. Four million dollars to buy. Universal bought the rights for four million dollars, and then they they charged. Um, some guy, I forget his name, a million dollars to write the script. William Goldman, one million dollars. You know, William Goldman's like a famous screenwriter. Yeah. He Uh, wrote Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Like he's written a bunch of stuff. And then the Fat Cats, they got that script and they were like, okay, and Ron Howard was supposed to direct. Uh, Brad Pitt was supposed to lead. And then they were like, this script isn't very good. So they got someone else to just destroy it. This is was, that right? I mean, they got maybe Mia, yeah, maybe Goldman wrote the first one and then another person. Um, so th- there were two writers on it. I, I read that Goldman described the project as a total wipeout disaster, a terrible experience and never saw the finished movie. Yeah. Um, I forget if it's him or somebody else, but um, the name. The script was put. They used a pen name. They were so. Uh, disgusted with how this movie came out. Here's here's a hilarious thing I read. Ron Howard left the project because of what he described as a quote hunch. <laughs> yeah. But he remained yeah. uh, as a producer. He said it was a strong story and William Goldman is doing great work on the screenplay. Like, yeah. but like that is embarrassing. Like a hunch that like, I'm sure like publicly he said something like a hunch that like, well, maybe I'm not the best best mm. person to direct this kind of story or something but it's just who like, is i think he saw the script and he was like oh, i have yeah, a hunch go. my career will end if i direct <laughs> this yeah and they got uh the guy who did glengarry glenn ross i know and that i mean i thought that movie was pretty good i haven't seen it in many many years obviously it's a fun play yeah i'm gonna say that as troubled as mammoth is now well he's i mean who knows if he's troubled but as troubling right. as it is to like engage with him um I don't think the director, like you could have gotten me to direct Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. And as long as you have those actors in that screenplay, it's like, uh, you can't really fuck that up. (laughs) Which is funny you say that because I hate to punch down, but getting Chris O'Donnell to play the lead after Brad Pitt to me felt like if they got me to play the lead in this movie and I did a terrible job. I mean, like I'm Brad Pitt. I, in this situation, I think going from Brad Pitt to Chris O'Donnell might be the craziest swing in casting I've it's, ever like how many other people did they go to first they didn't go straight to uh, Val I think Val was in the running but yeah no I've never really heard of Chris O'Donnell and I think you play Robin right in one of the yeah. Batman movies I mean but you know he's all nipples and chin in that movie uh, I know. again you can get anyone with nipples and chin to be Robin in that movie he just he like from the beginning opening part when he's going to ask about the to do the case he's like mumble rushing through every line it's so so you think it's about so tom funny. cruise in the firm where yeah. he's like i'm the greatest gra-. he's like articulating yeah. everything like i am the greatest law student you know it's like yeah, yeah. everything's pitch perfect and then chris o'donnell's like my granddad was in the kkk i feel kind of weird about it i don't know i just found out my dad committed suicide i'm gonna go down there i'm gonna help him and they're just like what did you just say <laughs> thank god we had the skin the <laughs> romanian subtitles oh my goodness. yeah the um for some reason the streaming service that i got this on that i made sure to pay for 
had hard subbed Romanian subtitles that yeah. I couldn't turn off. Yeah, no, I kind of liked that because it was just something different. I could yeah. just like, you know. They had ease to the ends of everyone's names. It was uh, Adame yeah. and Same. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I think we're going to get to the end eventually, but you brought it up to compare same year, 96 or whatever the fuck this came out as Time to Kill. Mm-hmm. You're comparing Matthew to Chris. Matthew's final speech is like as troubling as it is. And it's weird, racist. I don't know. It's, it's weird speech, but like Matthew delivers it. He delivers it. And there's that whole story. I don't even know if we talked about, but like he knew that the director that Schumacher was going to like, he was saying, Schumacher was like, Oh, it's just going to be all medium shots or faraway shots. And Matthew's like, no, nah, no, that guy's, he's going to close up on me because I'm in the zone. And he did. The fucking yeah, yeah, got a close up. Totally. And here it's like fucking Chris making this. Like, it's as though they were just like, well, one take. You're only allowed one take. And he fucks up his lines. There's like parts where he just like, it's the huge closing speech of the fucking movie. And he just is fucking up all over Here, the place. Here's what's so messed up about this movie. It's like. I, you know, I take this seriously, what we're doing, That's but good. there were times during this movie where like shit got fucked up, like lines got fucked up and I was just like, nah, I can't watch that again. You know what I mean? They're just oh, like yeah. parts of this movie where I was like, I don't know what he said. I can't read Romanian <laughs> subtitles. Yeah. I like, there are a couple times I backed up, but after a while, like there were a bunch of times where it was like the sound mixing was just like, just, right. yeah, they just like didn't get the lines. So it's as though they knew, like. They they spent four million dollars on the rights. They spent yeah. a million, so they spent five million dollars just up front. That's yeah. nothing. There's so much else going into this. And movie. you know what the budget was? The whole budget? I don't. Fifty. Fifty. Fifty million. So that's what I'm thinking. Is like you get Brad, you get Ron. Suddenly you're looking at like a hundred million dollar movie in '96. Yeah, so they were like, oh, this movie's gonna fucking suck. So they just like dumped everything and they spent as little as possible. And it still made money, right? It made twenty-two million. It was a flop. It lost. It was a flop. It lost twenty-seven point five million dollars. If you Good. look at worldwide, Good. box. But it's, it's. I mean, I've, I haven't read this book, um, and I don't know that I will. But it's just like interesting to see these these movies deserve to be failures. Honestly, I don't think any of them are very good, except for maybe the client. Even that's just like a boneheaded movie where the plot makes absolutely no sense. I think the thing about movies like The Chamber is I'm just like, oh, I like these other movies more. You know what I mean? It's like when you when you see like this compared to the others, it almost makes the others look better than they like. They totally. punch above their weight because you're like, oh, compared to The Chamber. I mean, wait for the, the fucking Rainmaker. I remember that one is like shitty, too. And that's on the list. I read that book. Yeah. I sort of, that's my favorite book so far. Well, it'll be interesting to rewatch it because when Carrie and I watched Rainmaker during our, we missed the chamber. I would have remembered just like how brutal <laughs> this was. But like, I remember we were like, oh no, yeah. like the Rainmaker was the one standout as like, we didn't like it, like in terms of the others. So, well, um, you're, I think you probably haven't seen the gingerbread man either. No, I don't think I'd heard of that one. Yeah. Robert Altman, no name. Yeah. But that's, yeah, who's that's that cool though. Yeah. It's going to be fun to see. Yeah. I still have to get it from the library. Um, but yeah, no, this, it, it, it just misses on, on a lot of different levels. Like obviously like, you know, Chris O'Donnell feeling like it's a TV movie actor instead of like Brad Pitt. Um, it's just not motivated well, you know, like if you have to pitch this story, 
the story is this a guy who is traumatized by his dad's suicide, learns about a multi-generational clan paternal figures in his family and wants to take the case, I guess, to meet his grandfather, but you don't have to take a capital murder case to meet a family member in jail, you know? Right. Like, and also it's like, there's nothing that for him to say, like, like, even though they try to motivate it later with like, there was, you know, this RW guy and there's like different people and he never, he was good clan. He didn't want to murder people. He just wanted to bomb where they were. You know what I mean? It's like, that also was like, it's like, why does he want to help? Like, if I found out my grandfather had that past, like, sure. I mean, you should, you should like give them a chance to repent and like put a face to the person. But like, you don't need to like try to get them off death row. Well, and here's the fascinating thing is that we've, we've seen also same year, even though the books are years apart, time to kill Matthew McConaughey is like, just like ag, ag, adamantly pro death penalty. Mm-hmm. And Grisham was also pro death penalty. Yeah. And then over the years, he's now like on that, whatever the, cool project he's he's a part of the innocence project like he understands that death penalty is not a great idea right yet one of his first fictional forays into his like anti-death penalty shit is like what if i showed the humanity and beauty of a kkk man (laughs) it's like what is there's so many people on death row that are like there for like the complete wrong reasons and he decides to make a movie about a guy who like what his what his, his whole plot is like he didn't act alone, but didn't he still alone. wants to. Didn't pull the trigger. But he still is like cool with it. Exactly. So it's, who cares? It's really weird. It's it so makes weird. no fucking sense. And also it's like, make Chris O'Donnell a guy who doesn't believe in the death penalty. That's why he wants to do it. Because it's like, even though the grandfather maybe like is deserves in the eyes of this like fucked up state's law. Maybe he's like, no, I want to, I want to try to save this person. And it happens to be my grandfather. And then it's like a little bit more motivated, know. you know, but, well, uh, but Christian would at that time would never go that far. I um, think so. Who knows if he, how far he'd go. I don't think he'd really go that far even today. No, probably he seems not. like a comfy guy. Oh yeah. He seems like he's just ready for comfort. We'll do, he'll do some shit, but if he yeah. has to get up off the couch, I don't know that he's going to really push too hard. Here's a, here's my favorite uh one of my favorite lines in the movie is when Hackman it's like, you know, he gets the pitch from from his grandson. He's like, You couldn't save a turkey from Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's good. Great line. That's that was good. good. That's Grisham. I was like, finally, Grisham, where have you been? You know? Yeah. The the the, the open that's in the opening scene, right? Where you first meet Gene. Yeah. It's cr- like they've just like committed to making this movie as ugly as possible because they just they choose to shoot the whole thing like you know a normal movie yeah, yeah where yeah. camera's on one person's shoulder yeah switches to the other person's shoulder yeah but because he's in jail there's a fucking metal screen yeah, <laughs> they didn't man. even choose to go glass they went like most hard to see through metal screen totally. So you're just looking at garbage, garbage for two minutes. Garbage. God, it was such a frustrating thing to look at. And then finally they decide to like set the focus to the point where the screen like is just like a mesh. I don't know the terms. I'm not a filmmaker. But like, yeah. you know, and you, you, I use a lens. 
different lens that yeah, yeah, makes the depth filter. of field different. Yeah. So like the, the fence is not in focus. Right. It's like, right. okay, at least I can see someone's eyes. Yeah. But you're looking at Gene, like the only time you see him is when he peeks his head out the hole. It's so, so true. good. Yeah. I did like when he peeks his head out the hole. Yeah. Very I mean, that's cute. A bummer. It's a bummer because he is the big get, you know what I mean? Like he, that's just the thing that's so surprising about this movie is we've talked about this throughout the season. It's like, there's all these amazing actors that agreed to play all the roles. Yeah. And this one, it's like Gene's really the only, the only like big time, like in the same realm as all the, I, I can't even it's, think it's of like. It's a total joke. Yeah. Chris is a total joke. I, I, like, how is he still in, how was he ever uh, an actor? I don't know. Oh but God. that's the kind of thing that sinks you as a big movie star because like, when I used to work out in LA, like they'd say stuff like that. They'd be like, oh, can't look at Chris O'Donnell for this role because he just did The Chamber and that movie flopped. You know what I mean? Like that kind of stuff really comes back hard on you if you're not like Gene Hackman or not Denzel or Julia Roberts right. and like you're more bulletproof from all the hits. But he's still acting. Right? Yeah, he's probably doing like NCIS, like Toledo, you know? Ooh, that'd be good. That'd be really good. Yeah. I'd watch that, I guess. I, I don't want to see him rush through lines again. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry I'm being mean. I'm normally not a mean person, but it's like this movie was just so bad. That's just it was put really me in a bad. weird mood. But I do hope Chris O'Donnell has some good roles in his future. So the movie does open with, oh, that's nice of you. I was ready to move on, but that is nice of you. That's very generous of you. Yeah, I think everyone should have their successes, you know? I know, but here's the thing is uh, working for companies that choose to put the wrong people in different positions. I wish that he has success in something that he is good at. Yeah. I don't think it's fair for us to wish him well in a career choice that he's really bad at. Yeah, true. One problem too, though, is as an actor, it's like you're just given a script and it's like it's a Grisha movie. And this is like, oh, do you want to do the movie from the same person that made all these things that have been hits? Because like back then, like all those movies just murdered, mm. you know? So it's like... Yeah, they're going so, on trial. So then he gets the script and... You know, you don't always know. You hear that. Like, I've worked on sets and it's like people say like you can you could sometimes sell something's a piece of crap, but like not always because it's all shot well. out of order. Someone could have done well with this. No, I, I know. Think. I mean, it's a shit movie, but at least like you could have matched Gene. I think all the positive reviews yeah. are like, well, this movie was terrible, but at least Gene Hackman was in it. Yeah, true. But I feel like, you know, if you get like a Ryan Gosling, like Ryan could have done really good as this yeah. troubled weirdo that desperately wants to save his racist granddad. Yeah, totally. Someone like that, a yeah. little more menacing. They would have maybe brought a little more like riffing to it, you know, like yeah. experiments a little bit with the lines. Or Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs> he was huge in the 90s. That would be a very weird how the KKK guy gets uh, Will Smith as a biological could grandson. Could have been a comedy. <laughs> Um, I want to start. So the movie opens with a Jewish family waking up hungover. Even the children were hungover, I believe. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then he goes to work right on time, brings his children to work. I guess it's bring your twins. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Why were the kids with, they don't really motivate that at all. No. So that's a me. This movie. Logic gap from the start. The plot serves itself, not reality or a story. It's just yeah. like, oh, they needed to blow up. Like, why didn't they just blow up his house? Yeah. It doesn't make any fucking sense. So the, the kids are exploded and it was a really amazing. Like I was, I did not see that. I knew something weird was going to happen, but then 
they're playing the weird game out the window where they were just screaming at each other. I, I don't know. Your if you heart know. just sinks. You like know something. They can't, they, they hold too long. On yeah. It. Yeah. And it's you just, de- it's demented the way it's shot oh and the audio is so like And then like the weird. dude's like on his hands and knees saying you killed my kids when he's like right. brought to court, you know? So they cut and it's like, ooh, but now we're in the future yeah. or not the future, the present. Can you imagine if this was like a sci-fi movie? Basically, it is, a sci- space it is a jail. sci-fi movie where Chris O'Donnell's a bankable movie star. <laughs> yeah. yeah, some weird perverted future. Uh, and he's holding the remote like a sandwich. I don't know if you caught that, but like that really hit me. Have you like, how do you hold? Show me how you hold a TV remote. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I have good form. Thumb towards the TV, you know? Yeah. He's holding it like this using his fingers. Almost like a, like a, like, like gangster shootout sort of. I guess, thing. but even that, like that would be like, He's yeah. killing himself. He's like holding it like he's just about to take a bite. Yeah. And then, so he's holding it like this and he's fucking a wizard on it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Gets the pause, gets the fast forward. Yeah. And he's watching old footage of uh, the man whose legs got blown off yeah. screaming at Gene Hackman, which, yeah. how is that happening in real I life? Know, I know. Like he was on the ground, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm totally misremembering. He was on the ground. Why? When, Why? when was that? That was like at his arraignment. It so like, like he's in a wheel. Why are you putting him on the ground? No, no sense. Why does he bring his kids to, to work <laughs> at 740 in the morning? I mean, there's so many things this dad does that is bad. Right. You now. Right. He probably hires a strong man to carry him everywhere rather than just get like a, a wheelchair. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you're rich. Yeah. Get a strong man. Would you get one of those guys that can like stand in front of a cannon? What kind of strong man would you get to carry you around if someone blew your legs off? Oh, yeah, definitely a cannon guy. You get sure. the cannon guy? Yeah, of course. I think that's a good guy. Yeah, or a sumo wrestler or something. Huh. Something a little, like, aesthetically like, different. Yeah, that's true. But sumo like wrestlers sumos might be all good. lower body strength. Yeah, but you need lower body strength to lift me up. That's a good point. Yeah, or you don't need all body strength. <laughs> I feel like I up. could lift you up. I weigh a buck 45, something <laughs> like that. Yeah. Um... So he's watching this on his television. It's just, I, I always think that's such a weird, like, way to tell a story. Mm-hmm. It's ugly, first of all, because they're just, like, filming a TV. Yeah. Literally, they're just filming a television. Yeah. So it's all grainy and weird looking. Yeah. And you could see the dots. It's just like, why is this how you, like, you're already in the past. Give us Gene. I don't know. Ron like, Howard wouldn't have filmed the TV. I screen. hope not. That was such a fucking bizarre. Yeah. Even even if he was holding the remote correctly, it would have been a weird way yeah. to, to learn about. Because I, I was, I don't know, maybe I wasn't really paying attention, but it was just like a strange, it was like a jarring cut. Something be like, yeah, same event later on TV, but it's not the same day. Mm-hmm. What the fuck is going on? And then he just immediately goes to his law firm being like, I want to take this case. We're like, what case? Yeah. Who is on the case? Why? What is going on? Like they're just blitzing through yeah. plot that they don't even need in the movie. They could have started this fucking movie in Mississippi. Hundred percent. You don't need anything that happens before they go to the jail. No. Like I don't care about the owner of the the law firm. They talk about it that he's Jewish. Yeah. We get that. We get it. We don't need to see him in his office being like, "Hey, I'm a Jew, a Jewish yeah. lawyer." Well, and the other thing too is like, 
in a time to kill the, the little kid is in the end of the movie like the little kid and the family are part of that right so it's like this is just yes. like a weird and same with the client the little kid and his brother yeah. are in the movie but this is just like let's show you the horror and then they're all dead Right. And then we'll start the movie. Yeah. It's and like, then we'll go to this law firm and we'll meet the Jewish law firm. And then we'll hear Gene Hackman talk shit about talk that. Talk about numbers of Jews and stuff. I and mean, yeah. I was, I mean, I, I know this is a public podcast, probably not great to say, but arguments were convincing. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. They're talking equal opportunity employer and it's yeah, about this yeah. white dude. It's like, yeah. what is going on? It's it's like, funny. How many, how many broads do you got on the firm? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Like 10. And how many? And then he fucking drops all these slurs. We're like, so dude, what are you doing? That's the other thing about this movie is just like, it's like, Ugh, it's hard. It. It's hard to like sit through that. You were know? you drinking tea this morning or coffee? I was drinking coffee. That's smart. Yeah. Can you imagine hearing the N word over and over again on just like a cup of tea? No. That's enough to break. Like, that's the thing is watching this and at least in time to kill, it was like, I don't know. It still is hard to watch, but I think as confused as that movie is, it made more sense to hear it. Cause it's, well, yeah, I don't know. And they're like expunged by Samuel Jackson. And then it's like, there's other stuff, but it's sort of like, I don't know. But the guy that we're supposed to be like, supposed to be rooting are we supposed guy? to be rooting? <laughs> I don't know. That's why you watch this movie for two hours. And at the end you're like, I don't understand yeah. who I was supposed to care about. Yeah. Like the eventual remorse is good. And I wrote that down. Like when he's like crying or whatever, and he like feels bad about his life or whatever, but it's like, it just takes a long time to get there. And then you're like, okay, you finally feel bad. But like, you just don't feel satisfied by that stuff at all. No, because the whole movie he's like played to be this genius legal mind who's really good at like, he's just like, Oh, I read all these briefs, but he's like, he's a better lawyer than Chris is. I know. And then he's, I don't know. He's just like, he's, he's supposed to be our emotional. That's the backbone is watching this person die. Yeah. And you're like, who fucking cares? I know. Really? Like, I know. Well, and that's the thing too. That's so wild is like, you know, Grisham does do a pretty good job of like setting up these stakes where it's like you do, you're just rooting for the one thing to happen selfishly for the one person, whether it's Tom Cruise getting his life back and, you know, Julia Roberts surviving cause she put her address on some nonsensical shit. Right. Like, but this is just sort of like he, in a typical Grisham setup, it's like you want the last moment for like Gene Hackman to survive and beat it and be free or whatever. Like that's like the Grisham thing, but then he dies yeah. and then you're just like, eh, I mean, he was a shitty person. You know what I mean? Like you're just like, it's not like, Oh Tom, it's not if, if Tom Cruise had died, Julia Roberts had died or the little kid and the client had died. Like if any of these people, Samuel Jackson, if any of these yeah. people had died, you'd be like, oh man, but they set it up because I was rooting. That sucks. But this one, right. I'm just like, I don't know. This is the movie where the good guy is supposed to die. I guess that's fine. I, you right. know what I mean? It's just it's, so strange. I mean, then, O'Donnell yeah. fails. It's crazy. This like, I've sort of noticed over and over again that even though Grisham sort of does tap into a realistic cynicism of the world, he I'm finding it sort of hard because he's making all those people the heroes of his stories. And here he just like quadruples down on what if I just made the worst person still the uh, hero of my of my story? Yeah. Like the smart, um, sensitive KKK guy who he isn't. It isn't even though like he's innocent. No, just it's I I personally agree think that no one should be executed by the state but like 
I'm not going to start writing stories about the worst people <laughs> being As the allowed. Example. Yeah, right. He did it. Yeah. He was, he fucking blew that I, guy I, away because I, he was black in that I weird know. flashback. Oh my God. That scene was With bonkers. the stolen toy. Yeah, the, the little Confederate wasn't soldier. stolen. Jesus. See, one thing that I thought, what I thought was going to happen, and I feel like this could have made it a little bit more compelling, like R.W. I thought was going to be the dad. Like I thought- You thought Dada was I alive? The da- so, well, Dada was alive before, or, oh, I don't know. When does dad commit suicide? Is it before the- No, so when the grandfather gets sentenced to death, that's when the dad commits suicide, right? Yeah, but it was like- what, 20 years ago? Yeah, but I thought, like, he had roped in the same way that, like, he tried to rope him into helping when he killed his neighbor's dad. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought it was going to be some weird shit where it was, like, the son was also helping him with the bombings, and he was the one that helped with this one, and then he killed himself because of, like, I... Then, like, as a grandkid, you're like, oh, shit, like, yeah, two generations in my direct bloodline, like, did this terrible stuff. Because it's like, there's that stupid shit where Gene Hackman's, like, you feel that way too. You're just afraid to say it. And it's like, and then you're, you're like, is this what's going to happen with this movie where he like turns Chris O'Donnell racist, which like, <laughs> like to see that kind of I range mean, from Chris O'Donnell. Yes. That would have been amazing. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I do agree in some ways of that, that like, that is what racism is, that there's like just subconscious bias, a structural yeah. built in bias that all people, all white people have in this country. And it's like, it was like, Oh, that is interesting. Unfortunately, Chris is the person to off, like jump off of that idea, which he can't fucking do. And there's no point to it. No. It's just more like we're just trying to see how argumentative, convincing and smart Gene Hackman's character is and how, what, just annoying and stupid Chris is. Yeah. I do love the scene when Gene's like screaming about how his son killed himself. Yeah. And like, that's the big emotional arc is it yeah. the first scene he's like, it wasn't your life. It's like, God gave you your life. I gave you your life. It wasn't your life to take away. And then at the end, he's like, you know what? I admire my son for blowing his head off because that he allowed him to, to move on with his life or whatever. Yeah. It's yeah. complete nonsense. Totally. Yeah. Oh, there's the admirability of suicide. Um, this is so weird. Another weird thing about this movie is like Grisham didn't do that like layered thing where everyone's corrupt and everyone's shitty and like the Mm -hmm. whole systems like, you know, like, I mean, the governor's shitty, the governor's shitty and and corrupt and like does that shit to like get information. But like, I don't know. It does. He's more of like a, I don't buy the governor either. He's Mm -hmm. like the Chris O'Donnell of like governor actors. Like (laughs) I just like have no, there's no point where I'm like, everyone's the governor. Everyone is, is like the woman character that Grisham is consistently put in his movies. Like Alan Rohr. Yeah. It's basically another one of those where it's just like a person helping Chris for free. How about when the governor turns to her and he says, Oh hell yeah. Maybe you ought to be sleeping with him. Right. And then he's like, like he like makes his face that's like so fucking creepy. I don't get it. He's like, what is he up to? And she's like, he's up to everything. He's like, what is he up to? Well, he's up to everything. Are you fucking him? And she's like, what are you? So, like, honestly, her reaction was really good. She's like, what are you fucking talking yeah. about? And he's like, are you fucking him? Oh, maybe you should be. It's like, so dude. But the, even those two actors are completely the signs that this budget was 
completely destroyed because Slash. like who are these people yeah. why like this these are not like they've gotten so many interesting i know tucci where we, are the tucci right we got tuches we got um i forget but we, got, we got kevin spacey you know like over and over like again all these people we've had people these. yes we had tommy lee jones we've had all these yeah. people that are just like convincing Denzel. big characters yeah which was the best one of that i think it, yeah it was definitely well, the client the best Gucci was the best of them, but I think the client had the most stacked, like, yeah. cast oh, of, they had, of yeah, subservience. Ton of yeah, totally. But this just has no one. It's got fucking Gene Hackman and Faye Dunaway, who gives one of oh, the worst I performances. her character. The scene where she's drunk on oh the floor. Oh my God, when she's, I wrote, Lee stuff drinking is so on the nose, no nuance at all in the dialogue. Go home. It's why I drink. I mean, come on. Yeah, like, what that is embarrassing. this shit? It was it's like so first draft script writing. So I guess that brings us to um, what kind of carpet would you want in your chamber? So you imagine you're getting strapped in. If it's this movie, I'd want something that would kill me. I'd want to be charged. You'd with want to get carpet I'd want killed? it to be key. I want to just end it as immediately. When will it end earlier <laughs> than this movie? And when will it end pre-production? No sequels. Like, don't wow. write the book. Like, this is, I don't know. This might be my, I don't know. We'll see what the... Rainmaker again? Something I can't. Else, the Rainmaker can't, I can't be see this anything bad. being worse than this. You know, this can't. I I actually I like the goofy Rainmaker yeah. character. I'm sort of most interested. Who is is that? Um, what's his name? Who's in Who's in the Rainmaker? I forget. It's someone big though. It's not Cusack. Cusack's the oh, Runaway Jerry. I can't. Runaway wait. Oh Jerry. my god, Runaway Jerry's gonna be like Citizen Kane compared <laughs> to the Chamber. Holy shit! I don't really like Citizen Kane. Well, you know, I use it as an example. As like a, what is it? A watershed? No. Watershed? A boat line? When you measure something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, a water line? Uh, I know what you're saying. Uh, as a, as a, um. A ladder. Yeah. A, a crooked ladder to see, I think. Measuring. Measuring stick. the ocean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a measuring benchmark, stick. Benchmark. Nah, is it a benchmark? I don't think it's a benchmark. Oh, yeah. That's something else. Yeah, no, benchmarks really just be like, this is like the what you compare it against. Yeah. Well, I guess that's what we're doing. Maybe it is a benchmark. So you're saying this is the Citizen Kane of Grisham? No. The chamber. Think, no, no, no. I'm the saying, chamber where you see Runaway Bride. Uh, runaway Bride. Maybe. Or runaway, <laughs> runaway Jerry. My dad worked at Runaway Bride. That's what's in my head. You see, um, much like Citizen Kane, you see an old man who's about to die confront his past. That's true. This is the Citizen Kane. This, imagine if Grisham was trying to write that. He's like, I want to write my own Citizen Kane and the chamber is what came out. <laughs> Let's go back to the scene where he blows that man away. That's oh my so, so it's sure and, the, like, and they show the like the, the yeah. ricochet of the, the body. The body like, not, they do it twice. It's like a ugh. Jackie Chan movie where you get <laughs> to see the replay. Um, Faye Dunaway is, is out in a field and these are, do you remember in Boondock Saints mm-hmm. where that's like that sign where it's like it, it was a firefight. Yeah. And we're like, he's telling the story and it's cross cut yeah. with actual scenes from the story. Yeah. It's, it's, I think the boondock saints was ripping off the chamber because Faye Dunaway is just like running around a field talking about how she was like hiding in a tree. Oh my God. Watching um, her neighbor come over and be like, your son accused my son of stealing. And then Gene Hackman just says, hold on, wait right there. And then he like goes inside and finds a gun and shoots him. It's yeah. an, it's like, 
it makes no sense. It's continuously like this ugly style of filmmaking where they're just like, there's no tension in that scene. No, it's like you're watching the most boring shit happening. Well, it and they is. also shoot it from her point of view, way up, like like you said, like way the <laughs> yeah, fuck true. elsewhere, and it's just like a very long shot. You don't see their faces really. It's just I, like I think this movie could be shown to film students, being like, as like this is an example of for cinematographers, especially like every scene is the wrong way to shoot this scene. Yeah. There's no good shot in this movie. Yeah. It's so fucking ugly. I think for all of this movie's sins, that's top what about, two. What about when you meet Faye Dunaway and she's like... At the party? I've got a line on the 12 virgins left in this town. Or whatever. like when she's talking about like he, he can like meet the 12 virgins. It's just yeah. like, what? This thing was awesome. And, and then... His line, actually, maybe the best delivery Chris gave was, I don't think I'll have much time for social oh engagements. God, I know. That was pretty funny. <laughs> it was good. Yeah. What's wrong with his head? And I hate to bat, you know, I don't like insulting people, but I think that's also part of him is that his head just doesn't seem to fit his body. Yeah. So you can't really trust anything he's doing, I think. Yeah. yeah I'm no. trying to body shame Chris, but I well, think yeah. I am. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I've... It is weird. And I remember when he gets beaten up at that like weird clan party boxing match. I, I honestly, I was I, like confused. I, I feel that. like I'm a smart person, but I had no idea what that was, go- what was going on. My thought was like, okay, so it's a clan party. Like I get that. Right. We get that. But like we get a clan party. But they're like, then they do like a, a racist boxing match mm-hmm. where like there are some black people there too, but. Not really. No, like it's like very strange. Like, like it's like you expect like there to be like fighting there. If it's like they all hate each other, so why would they have like it be like a a boxing match like in the racist part? Like none of that made sense. Fucking sense. No. Why would I could see it out in the open as part of the protests around the around like the case or whatever as it's like okay we're all you got the clan over here you got people who are you know anti-death penalty over here or whatever or think it's what it, but it's like very right, so strange. or maybe i mean this i don't i don't know why we're speculating on what sort of death matches a kkk rally would have but like i could sort of imagine being like they force two people that they don't like to fight each other. But it makes no sense that they would just have a, a regular old boxing match with a, a white supremacist and a black person. It's like, yeah. But then I don't even know what happens. They just drag him outside and start beating him up. And then RW shows up. Like what was RW I, I shows up and threatens him, but that's what saves him. And it's like, but also why, why was he, he getting beaten up? He gets beaten up because he gets curious about those dudes who like decide to go outside for no one, like no motivated reason at all. They go outside and then they're beating someone up. And I, what's so confusing about that cut also, it's almost like they just had unusable footage and they just right. cut to it because that's it's how like, I felt too. Because he's behind them, so then like visually, he's behind them, watching them leave. Then you cut to outside where he's, he's gotten under them and they're beating the shit right. out of him. Okay, I I thought I might have just been like on my phone during that, but it's just no, just bad movie. No, I was like, what is happening here? Why is he following these people? And then they don't show like, yeah, I don't know. They wouldn't just like beat him up out of nowhere. He'd have to be like, hey, listen, I'm Chris O'Donnell and I was supposed to be Brad Pitt. You know, there's gonna be a reason why they beat him up. They just don't show it. <laughs> I guess that's true. If you thought you were going to be meeting Brad Pitt and you met Chris, you'd probably beat up Chris. 
Maybe right? those actors were beating him up because they just knew that it was going to be a bad God, movie. That's so funny. I love that, that they like, that was just like a real thrashing. It's a and real sh- thing. They're like, we got to shoot this because like this, this is way better. Director is just like, this is the only moment of yeah. beauty I've found yet on set. <laughs> Chris, God. Um, it's sort of painful to even like remember scenes from this movie. There's nothing. I mean, you expect, I don't know. You're just socialized with Grisham to like have something save the day at the end. So it's just so jarring when it's like, nope, not going to do anything. Right. But we're just going to watch him die. That's like supposed to be the heart wrenching emotional end is when you don't motivate it. No, because they, they put all their chips on racist murderer. Yeah. And you're like, I don't care. I mean, I don't, again, don't think the state should kill this guy, but like, I don't care well, that much. And then He's also the, the, totally de, the denouement is like, maybe the ghosts are gone now. It's like, yeah, this guy oh, died shit. and maybe the ghosts are gone. like, that was like a weird, like, okay, like good on you finding a silver lining. You all failed. You've all failed every aspect of right. like everything here. And why are his, why is this man's death going to suddenly save your family? Mm-hmm. She says, fate in is like, I've hidden this. No one knows right. who I am. And you're the only person who's going to bring that out. She's yeah. been living her life. Fine. As a drunk. And it's Although, just like, well, she has that weird like marriage where like they're not together. Yeah. That know? sounds hot though. <laughs> but no, it's more like if she's living with demons, she has, she doesn't need him to be dead. She has yeah. already found a way to distance herself from this guy who yeah. sucks. Yeah. And the fact that he's dead now is like, well, I guess we've cleared the ghosts out of the closet. Which is what you would have done if he didn't show up. They just let the guy die and then he comes and meets. It's a short film. The guy gets executed. He finds out his grandfather. He comes and meets her and they're like, well, the ghosts are dead. And it's like a three minute short film. Ghosts are dead, baby. That's a good name. That should have been called the ghosts are dead. That's actually a good title. Yeah. Because ghosts are dead. Yeah. But like maybe we could figure out a way for the ghosts to be alive first. Yeah. I was so glad this movie was under two hours. If this yeah. shit was two oh twenty, two thirty, like some of the other Grishams, I would lose my mind. Yeah, I I lost my mind. I've I don't know. It's under two hours, and don't forget about the first seven minutes of like the you know bring your kids to work day <laughs> explosion, which is like so it's really like an hour and a thirty something of this of this, and it's using dress. the story. Yeah, because you really love the opening gambit. No. You thought that was like, oh, hell yeah, this is this no, is no, so good. No. I want 90 more minutes of this. No, it's unlike the client. The client was worth it. That was like 15 minutes of like crazy shit that. Yeah, dude, that guy was awesome. Romy, fucking so pop, good. popping pills, drinking Love whiskey, Romy. threatening children with guns. The best. That's what we want from a, 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 a opening gambit. We don't want a hungover lawyer who kills his kids. We don't even get to see him kill himself. I know it's all uh, that's the worst writing where it's like this happened. You know, you don't you want to show you don't want to tell. Yeah. You know, you're already going to go back in time. You might as well show the other thing. Right. Exactly. Show the little kid before you meet Chris O'Donnell, you know. Yeah. Or maybe just like start, you know, that scene in um, the one about the Supreme Court, the Pelican Brief, mm-hmm. where like the slow, the slow murders. Yeah. yeah. Like you just the opening scene Those is like great. the guy without legs. Yeah. Who sets up his suicide. Yeah. And so you're like, why does this man have no legs? Yeah. Well, why is he killing himself? And then you learn that he brought his twins to death. Day. Yeah. Death yeah. day at work. 
That would have been, I think, much more interesting way yeah. to learn about this family's tragedy totally. rather than like watching the weirdest not CGI. I don't know, honestly. I don't know what special effect they use, but I hope no one does because it looks yeah. so bad. Bad. I think CGI is such a, I don't know, maybe you've had the same reaction to it, but like, I think when it first came out, I was very off put by it. And now I watched like, I watched the mummy the other day and I was like, Oh, this, this looks pretty sick. Yeah. Like, I don't think CGI has actually gotten, obviously it's gotten better, but yeah, I don't think it was as bad as I thought 20 years ago. I hear you. They've always been pretty, you know, figure out ways to make it look pretty realistic. You want like the smaller sets and, you know, right. Yeah. But this looked bad. Like I yeah. never want this technology to return this. No. Uh, I don't, I do not know what happened, but children screaming. It was such an ominous, I don't know. I think I just sort of felt relieved that they were not doing the uncanny Valley thing that was happening. Mm-hmm. So I didn't feel sad that they were dead. I was just like, Oh good. I'm glad I don't have to look at this weird, like puppet show <laughs> oh, happening know. out a window. That's yeah. Maybe that was part, you know, that's probably subconsciously. They're like, ugh, this is brutal. We might as well make it look like it did, it's like a movie. You're <laughs> saying the ugly filming was intentional. So that no, we, so that of course that's not <laughs> no, what anyone wants. It's like the best, most optimistic <laughs> view of like that mo- that scene. I mean, maybe it was they read the script and they're like, this movie's gonna suck. Let's just make it make let's make it really uncomfortable. Cause it yeah. is the way you interact with the visuals of a movie, I think, is less intentional or I don't know. You can like, I, you can watch a movie and not really understand why you are uncomfortable when it's just like the visual or the audio. Yeah. But like when it's yeah. a script, you can like, ah, this is a bad script or when the acting is bad, you're like, oh, this doesn't feel real. But like, if it's just like sort of ugly to look at, you'll watch it and just be like, oh, I hate that fucking yeah. thing. And it's yeah. less and less obvious. Yeah. I feel you there. So maybe the cinematographer is just like, again, like all of his Christian movies, there's just like people protesting the shit story by just, sabotaging what it looks like or sounds like or feels like i don't know i wonder what else the cinema cinematographer did because it's trash i don't know fucking mcdonald's commercials i don't know i wonder if they just like have a did better otherwise or if this is just what they decide to do i mean yeah i mean sometimes it's like it's hard when you're cinematographer you're also just like following the script you're following the director i mean um the Cinematographer for Evan Almighty, okay. uh, Queen of the Damned, Roxanne, and the, the Punisher. Those are top four most famous ones. I've never seen 1989's Punisher. Me neither. Well, maybe I'll watch it and see how, Australia. Bad, how bad it looks. Mark? Mm, no, Ian. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I just think this, yeah, it's tough. It's like there's so many things that can go wrong. When you make a movie and it's just like, I don't know, sometimes it's just a symptom of it being terrible. I mean, I don't even know who the fucking MVP is, you know? I, I do. I have an MVP and I think you're going to really like it because it's, well, I'll just say what it is. It's the little program he uses to figure out what stage he's at. Remember the scene where he's like sleeping on the floor of his hotel room right. and he's got his laptop out? And he's, and he's like, he's got this like weird flow chart program. Yeah, the flow chart with the denied. Yeah. And he clicks on it and it, and it automatically changes to an X and then it says denied. I was like, damn, that program's cool. I wish I could write that. Yeah. That was pretty awesome. That was pretty cool. I use Google sheets and then like I use conditional formatting to try to accomplish something similar and 
but it's yeah, like that that was awesome. What a great database that Skype built. I have two <laughs> I, I have two only two ideas I could come up with. I like that one the best. Okay. I, I thought you were gonna like it. Yeah. The it's fir- pretty good. The first one I came up with was the MVP. It's a it's a coalition of MVPs. It's all the people that reviewed this terribly. Like who had the courage oh. after all these Grisham like right. hits? Yeah. Because it's sixteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So like people had to just be like, no, I'm taking a stand. Like this Grisham adaptation is trash. Like yeah. one of the worst. So I think that takes, you know, that that's also to do that to like, you know, Gene Hackman, whatever. Um and then the other one I had was just Chris. Will, William Goldman never watching the movie you wrote. Yeah, that's, that's pretty. Sick. That's pretty amazing. I think you know? some people do that just because they don't like. I've heard actors say, "I can't yeah. watch my own stuff because then I just it's weird." But I love this. Like, no, this movie is going to be terrible, and I'm yeah. just taking a stand. Yeah, not going to watch this one. Yeah, God, maybe we should force. We should find this guy. Is he alive, William? Oh yeah, he's. I. Uh, uh, is he still alive? I don't know. He might have. He was pretty. Old, even in the aughts. We should, we could start like a Grisham terrorist group where we, um, and he passed away in 2018. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. Um, well, if he were still alive, we could have, um, what's that movie about the, the boy who's in the Droog club and he loves milk and he runs around in a car and he rapes a bunch of people. Uh, the listeners are screaming it right now. <laughs> Stanley Kubrick's oh um rape milkman yeah what's that um, movie called it's full of penises yeah I thought you were gonna say Kubrick uh, yeah it's full of penises oh god it's a famous movie it's the one about yeah the penis smasher and then he goes to jail and they open his eyes yeah it's, yes. but it's not eyes wide shut that's a different one no no even no, though no, the no, character no. has eyes wide shut yeah, yeah, yeah well anyway we could will we could if William was still alive we could Clockwork Orange him. Yeah. We keep we you would you want to be on um the projector side of things or the eye drop? Eye drop. You want to be eye drop guy. Yeah, okay, great. So I'll make sure all the reels are set up to watch <laughs> the chamber. <laughs> and then you're just eye dropping him. God, he would be living he's lived his whole life without seeing it. Maybe it's good that he's dead. I what mean, we call ourselves? A life well lived not having to see the chamber. You know what I mean? For a Grisham terrorist group, what would we call ourselves? Would we just do something really simple? Or we have a catchy name. I think our name would be called The Death Penalty Lives or something like the that. The Death Penalty yeah. Lives. Yeah. Oh, that's really weird. Yeah. Because it's got both. Yeah. It's Death Penalty, but it's And alive. because he's sort of waffled on the death penalty, so we bring it back, you know. <laughs> I don't know that he's waffled. I mean, I guess in his real life, he might have. But the fact that all of his stories are like only the the worst people are even like the main how, character of Time to Kill is like, he's about, not a great person. How about you can escape... <laughs> You can escape. Ooh, this is our slogan? No, this is just like, again, like a Grisham weirdness. You can escape the mob in the law firm that mm-hmm. helps the mob. You can escape mm. the president, CIA, whatever, Pelican Brief. Yeah, you can escape, FBI, bury yeah. the blade. Oh, hell yeah. You can't escape the death penalty in this movie, you know? Wow. Death penalty comes for all. Shit. Yeah. That's scary. There's only two things in life. Taxes and the and inevitable death penalty, penalty. <laughs> in the South. Yeah, and you're such a nice little KKK guy. God. Fucking hated this movie. It was yeah, such it was a bad. Yeah, I've gotten I, something out of all the movies until this. This was like this was homework to watch. Mm-hmm. It was fun to talk about it, but it was homework oh, yeah, yeah. to watch. 
It is. And it's not like it's it is homework. As soon as Chris O'Donnell opens his mouth, I'm like, fuck homework. You uh, know? Yeah. I know, because most homework isn't necessary either. Well, I mean, no. I don't know. What do you think? As a student, I think it actually makes sense. I think this I'm just maybe saying like maybe this isn't even homework because even homework has a purpose. Well, like yeah, if, if I you would, go into class well, and you're not prepared for class, like I guess you're saying this was homework for our class. Yeah, I would say this was rewarding because of the oeuvre of everything else because we got to be like, we had to compare to other things that we've like enjoyed talking mm. about. If this was a standalone movie and we were just doing a, a podcast about like this one movie that's not in some kind of universe, <laughs> it would have been like, I don't know, man. I don't know about doing your podcast. Well, I mean, you want you to talk ch- about the chamber? You like chose this. What are you talking about? You're suddenly <laughs> spinning this like I'm forcing you to watch the chamber. <laughs> I'm just saying. If you're, <laughs> if you're, if you're, if you're, I'm not the professor. This is a hypothetical. I'm student. This is a hypothetical in a world where I didn't you pick all the these movies. List. No, no, I know. We're cleaning the slate. I'm saying this if you came, your to, syllabus. you came to me and you're like, I have this podcast. We don't talk about universes of things. We just talk about one-off movies. Okay, 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 and okay. we're going to talk about the chamber. John Grisham was the chamber. I'm saying if that was the setup, yeah. it wouldn't have been as fun. Right. But it's not. And I picked the chamber and I picked Grisham. <laughs> and we're here now. We're going to keep going. But I'm just saying, just saying this I was just, a real, this was a real, uh, you know. Fuck. A real fuck fail. Fuck shitter. Yeah. yeah this, a real so Grisham fail. I'm going to, if I'm, I rank the movies. If I were to rank this, it, I think Firm it's all like sort of just like, nah. Yeah. And then we get a nice little bump for the client. Yeah. And then maybe time to, no, time to kill is so problematic. It's like, it's like, meh. And this is just like the worst of the worst. We're in the hole. I'm telling you. Run, <laughs> Runaway <laughs> Jerry, we're back at some point. And the Christmas of the Cranks. Christmas of the Cranks, we're really back. But we're not back from like a cinema excellence point. We're just back from like a, when you think about Grisham and then think about this movie. Do you want to, um, oh shit, I haven't even popped my fucking hibiscus. Dude, I offer you a LaCroix. Oh my God. You hated so, this movie so much, you lost thirst. Look at, I, it's got this... It says hibiscus, even though it's... Do you want me to hold your mic while you open it? No, I can. I'm a professional, but I'm just reading it for the listeners. It says, not hibiscus, it's hibiscus, exclamation point. As though it's like we're saying hello to the biscus. Yeah. What? They were totally fucking high when they made this can. Then it says (laughs) uh, sparkling water. That's fine. Naturally essenced, whatever. And then at the bottom, it says O-calorie, O-sweetener. Oh, sodium <laughs> equals innocent. What does that mean? Equals innocent. That's hilarious. That's it's, such a chamber callback. Yeah, this is a chamber. And then this goes to the death penalty when I drunk at Yum Yum. You got to throw it out. You can't recycle it. Oh, hell yeah. You throw well, it out. Death penalty to that can. So this is a flower? I think hibiscus is a flower, yeah. Huh. You think it would taste like soap? Yeah. No, not all flowers. But, There's some edible flowers out there. But it tastes pretty good. Yeah, no, it's pretty good. Oh, this is innocent shit. Oh, calorie, oh, sweetener, oh, sodium. Yeah, no death penalty. No death penalty for you, hibiscus. Yeah. You will Hello, hibiscus. But there me. is an accomplice, the limoncello LaCroix in the fridge with it. So that sounds nice That's too. RW. Um, I am ready to ask when will it end? And I think... Honestly, 
if we were treating the Grisham verse as a regular franchise, this to me feels like we've gotten to that place. I don't know if you've, if you're like a franchise head, like I am, but this feels very much like we're coasting on the name and we've we've gutted everything else. Like we're at that point where like American pie is a great example of this, like Mm -hmm. a film series that strangely successful. They actually tried really hard in the next couple sequels to continue. And they're just like, fuck it. People will come see this shit. Uh, We don't need to spend any money on this, whatever horror movies do this a lot. Yeah. And this is a weird, like complete bomb. Yeah. Normally this shit would like, since this is the first bad one. Yeah. It should have made money. That's how crazy that this like, I know Gene and John, this totally bombed. And that's, I don't know what that says about the American public in the nineties, but they didn't want this and I don't blame them. Yeah. I don't either. Yeah. So yeah. When will it end? God damn it. I don't want more. Leave me alone. But the good news is there's a couple, you know, Runaway Bride. Runaway Bride. <laughs> she just watched Runaway Bride. Well, you said your dad worked on Runaway Bride? Yeah. He worked what? with Gary Marshall on a lot of stuff, so he was like an on-set writer. Wait, what? Yeah. Did you know that we've done the, the Marshall verse? No, I didn't know we that. We did Valentine's Day, New Year's Eve. Oh, and I think I did see that. Yeah, he worked on all those. What? And Mother's Day. Wait, yeah. your dad worked on those? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, you'll get to meet him a couple a couple of weeks. You'll oh, talk hell to him yes. about it. Those movies are absolutely insane and we love them. <laughs> talk about stacked cast. Yeah, yeah. That shit was wild. Yeah. We, I, I forget. I'll, I should listen to those episodes again before I meet your dad. So he's in... He's in at least one of them. He always has some bit, some random bit. Like in Runaway Bride, he's like a shoe salesman and like she'll be like in the hallway and he'll like be putting shoes out and weird shit. That's weird. What did he do on um, the Marshall verse, the the day day movies? So he was an onset writer. So like they'd be shooting stuff and he'd just come up with like funnier jokes and they'd like shoot other takes kind of like Judd Apatow does. Is that what, is that what that is? An onset writer? They take but a lot of movies don't have those. It was okay. just like a Gary Marshall thing. Like so the, Apatow does it mostly like during the table read process and like earlier in the script process. Okay. But is that, I don't even know. So that's, you have a script and then they're supposed to be reading lines from the script, but you have someone on set who's like, mm, yeah, that's not great. Let's like, try this. Yeah. Like if Get my back. dad was on the chamber, he'd be like, you can't just <laughs> that's why I drink go home you know what I mean to be like how about you how about you say like why did you back up your bags little boy you know or some some little like folksier for an alcoholic I have a feeling that your dad even if you were paid to be on set for the chamber to punch that shit up he would just like call out sick every day (laughs) no one should be tormented he'd be like this is not a funny movie Charlie Faye Dunaway I think is one of the this is like one of the most embarrassing like I, I personally find acting to be one of the most embarrassing jobs. Yeah. And you don't always notice it or I, sorry, I don't always notice it, but when I do, I'm just like, it's so weird that like, I don't know. Commercials bring this out a lot more than movies, but yeah. the Jamie Foxx, like MGM betting app commercials oh, from oh. a couple of years ago. It's and just like Jamie Foxx is screaming by himself in a green room and he's getting paid a lot of money. It's yeah. like, what a disgust. Like, it's so Well, that's silly. capitalism at its worst. I really yeah. have a lot of problems with those commercials because it's like, that's why I let, you know, like writing, comedy, like all these things where you have creative control. It's like, that's the thing about acting. It's like, if you're Chris O'Donnell and someone's offering you, they probably paid him like $5 million, maybe yeah. more, you know, to do that movie. Like, it's hard to say no. In the same right. way, these commercials, are hard to say no. But it's like, with acting, yeah, you don't really know what the what the final 
I product know. could be. So just like watching her act in this movie is just like, I just feel so bad for her because yeah. she, she, I feel like she's trying and like I can just now, whenever I watch her in this movie, it's just like, I imagine all the camera people and the electricians and everyone around the set, like watching her do this dog shit mm-hmm. and she's just fucking doing it. The scene, Oh my God. The scene where she's drunk is just like, has she ever been drunk? Like it was the most pitiful yeah, drunken performance where she just like giggled every once in a while and did like weird inflection. Very uneven stuff. So like, Let me show you a picture of the, the hangings. Right. Like, and yeah. then she's normal when she's talking about her. There's like that scene was so fucked up. Yeah. We had to keep looking at this awful picture. Yeah. Come on. Jesus. I hated this movie so much. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. sorry. About the Grisham it's verse. only mildly <laughs> your fault. Hey, but it's probably good that I'm at least aware of this per I don't know is it I guess I could have lived my whole life and never known about it I just read a painted house uh-huh. total trash yeah I'm in the middle of runaway jury yeah so far it's fine runaway jury is well constructed okay it's a, it's a ride why don't we have a painted house in the list I don't know it's a hallmark movie maybe we didn't want to do a direct oh. to tv movie was it a Grisham book though he fucking directed it Oh. And yes, it is a Grisham book. Okay, we might have to put it on the list. I know, but it seems really boring. The well, book sucked. Okay, then yeah, maybe not. I mean, a Hallmark movie doesn't really count. Sorry, Hallmark. Do other or all the other ones went to theater? Cranks definitely did. Rain, <laughs> Rainmaker yeah. and yeah. Runaway Jerry did. I don't know about Gingerbread Man. We'll have to see. Yeah, I'd never heard about some, that until your re- research. I'll do some research. See if we should even include it. But I think it's at the library. I just got an email. Okay, sweet. I also got an email that someone logged into my Instagram account. That's weird. Yeah, I have to get off. I'm gonna go change my password or something. Yeah, very scary times we're living in. Well, at least we're not represented by Chris O'Donnell Jesus. on any any legal case of merit. I guess yeah, we can close out. Um, this movie is worth watching to watch Gene Hackman die. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what they were going for, but like it was sort of funny and silly and yeah. just like great. He's dead now, but it was just like. Him, the cross cutting between Chris running strangely away. That seems wild. He just sprints away, and you're like, Where's he going? He's going to go save the day. He's like, No, just running as far and as fast as possible. I know. To the gate. To the gate. Oh, shit. We got to talk about Bo. The worst actor in the movie. They got Bo Jackson to be the guard. The guard. And at first I was like, oh, I sort of like him. And then he gives his performance at the 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 trial. trial. It's just like, Bo, play baseball, my man. man. You suck at this. No, I know. And then it's like, what's the point of this witness? (laughs) To just be like, nah, dude, no, no case. You know what I mean? I knew Grisham loves that shit, though. That happened in uh, Time to Kill. It did happen in Time to Kill. Where you get all the bad news and then suddenly it still works out. And then in this movie, no, it doesn't work out. When Bo says he's nice to you, Ugh. that's going to count for something. Imagine that's your credit. That's what you go on to do. You know? I read some trivia that like they hired him just because they, they liked him as a baseball player. Oh, of course. Of course. It's like, what? This is like a, a big yeah. scene. Yeah. In your movie is the guy being like following the witness being like, he's crazy. And then you have this very believable person saying, no, he's actually very nice to me, yeah. even though I'm black and he's a racist. And it's just like so stilted and yeah. stumbling. over. It's like, God, Chris and Bo are just... Everything bombs in this movie. Oh, God. Even the children. Everything especially, from the beginning. Especially the children. The bomb opens with a bomb. That's very meta. It's like yeah, they knew. They knew. Ugh, well, I'm looking forward to greener Grisham pastures. Yeah, Christmas. We're just hoping for Christmas. I can't wait to talk about can't it. Can't wait for Christmas. <laughs>
Great. Uh, um, yeah, I'm just going to keep put, putting links in for cool. your stuff. Sweet. But yeah, Charlie, you're, uh, this is fun. Very even, fun. Even at its worst. Yeah. I'm sorry yeah. I brought the chamber into your life. Hey, people, sometimes we've watched Love Guru. We've watched Cars, you yeah. know, things that people don't need to watch. Yeah. We can just at least let them know it exists. We tried it and it's for nobody. Thank it's, you for your service. Yeah. Thank us. Wait. Yeah. Thank oh, you. thank you. No, thank you. For, no. For those movies. Thank I mean, you. Well, thank you. I mean, the chamber, I will take that. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs>